Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in. Hour number two of the program here on Thursday morning. And coming up in the next hour, we will talk with Dr. John Podkawa of South Coast Health. We're going to talk about the Nicole Podkawa 5K that's coming up on Sunday. And uh, until then, it's all about you. 508-996-0500 or app chat on the WBSM app. Or you can send those open line voicemails too. I got an app chat message from App Al in Somerset who says, Good morning, Tim. Are you still going to be putting on that Friends get-together? Yeah, we're still going to have that listener get-together. Uh, I was talking with one of our salespeople last week about a potential location for it. See, that's the problem is just being able to find a place where we can do it and where we can do it at a time where I don't want to do it too late. You know, a lot of places are like, yeah, if you wanted to come by, we can give you like, you know, 8 to 10 p.m. And I'm looking for something a little bit earlier than that because not all of our people that would want to attend would want to be out late. So I'm trying to get something that we can have between like 5 and 8 p.m. So we're working on a couple of possibilities for locations. But as soon as we have something finalized, we'll let you know. But we are definitely working on it. Um, I, I kept a few open dates in October in case we can make those work, you know, just with my own schedule. Um, but... Hopefully we can get it done soon, and if not, then maybe we'll do it in early November. I don't want to. I just don't want to go too too late because I don't want to get to the point where it becomes like overly dark, and that people would have to like leave early because they're worried about driving home in the dark. So, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Tim, you mentioned the course that you took called Political Assassinations in America. Yes, I took it too. What a great course, right? My professor was Philip Melanson. Mm-hmm. He was the best. He wrote a book about the Kennedy assassination and his thoughts on it. Yeah. I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot more about the assassination of JFK than I thought there needed to be learned. I always grew up thinking it was Oswald. Oswald was the sole villain in the whole thing. Apparently not. 
Yeah, even if you think that Oswald was the shooter, there was a lot of things that were going on that went beyond just one person deciding to do this on his own. I mean, we're talking about mafia. We're talking about CIA. We're talking about Alpha 66. All kinds of factions that Professor Melanson brought up in the class. It was a great class. And what I liked about his approach to it is, even if he didn't agree with one of the particular theories, he still taught that theory. He still taught, and he still gave it just as much weight as whatever it was that he thought actually happened, and he made sure that you knew that he didn't believe in that particular uh, uh, that particular theory, but he still you know, gave it the same reverence as all the others, and you were able to make up your own mind about what you thought based on what was presented. Do you know if he's still alive? He is not. He passed away from cancer quite a few years ago. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame because I'd wanted to get him on Spooky South Coast because obviously, you know, so influential in, in, in what became that show, I wanted to have him on. And by that point, he was already pretty sick and, uh, and he passed away a short time later. I don't know if one of his um, disciples picked up the course and if they still offer it, I, I don't know. It's, I think it's hard to imagine anybody teaching it the same way he did, though. I agree. It was very, very unique. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. And uh, one thing about Phil Melanson is, so years later, when we're doing Spooky South Coast, I'm trying to reach out to some of the people that we read in that course. You know, I still had all my books from that course. Every book that, you know, most of my college textbooks I probably got rid of at some point, either resold or, you know, just didn't need anymore and donated or something. But... I held on to a few. I held on to my American literature textbook. I held on to the Shakespeare book that we had to buy for the Shakespeare course because that was all the works of Shakespeare in one big hardcover book. And it was great having that all in, all in one volume. And then I held on to all of the core, all of the books that I purchased for the political assassinations in America course. And I even bought books that we didn't cover in, in the course, but that were like recommended reading. And then, of course, going over to Barnes & Noble after school and grabbing whatever else I could find. And so I reached out to some of those authors to have them come on. And there were people that, you know, might have been reluctant to come on because it's a Saturday night or because it's, you know, a little AM station in New Bedford, Massachusetts. It's not coast to coast AM. So... I would mention to them, you know, I learned about you in Philip Melanson's class at UMass Dartmouth and I wasn't name dropping. I just, you know, wanted to let them know why I was reaching out and that I, you know, that I knew their work and that I wasn't just trying to get somebody to come on the radio. And they would always respond back. Well, if you, if you studied under Phil, you're one of the good ones. So yeah, we'll do it. And that helped me form a, a friendship really with, one of the one of my favorite writers that we learned about in that course and, and he became one of my favorite people in the world and that's the late Jim Mars. Jim had his own health issues and he passed away a few years ago too. But Jim Mars became like a mentor to me and really embraced spooky South Coast. I would get little notes from him about, oh, heard your episode on this and I'm like, We were talking about ghosts, Jim. Why were you listening to that episode? Oh, I like you guys. So it was it was really nice having to to you know be able to make that connection with somebody who was just as fascinating as as Jim Mars. He wrote the book Crossfire 
the plot to kill Kennedy, which was basically the basis for Oliver Stone's film JFK. And then also, um, you know, when you're dealing with, and I mentioned that the RFK archives are over at UMass Dartmouth. So the RFK assassination archives are all over there. And one of the people that we had come on to talk about that, who was somebody that Phil Melanson didn't always see eye to eye with, but they respected each other. And that was investigative journalist Dan Maldea. And so we got Dan to come on and Dan became a, a regular guest. And then when Chris McCarthy had his morning shows, I said to him one time, you know, would you like to have Dan Maldea on? And without missing a beat, Chris was like, yeah, I would. He knew exactly who I was talking about. And he had him on to talk about, I think they did an RFK episode, but I, I know we also had him on to talk about the mafia because that's a, a, something that um, Dan Maldea has also done a deep dive into. In fact, he claims he knows exactly where Jimmy Hoffa is buried and he's trying to raise the, the money and the permission to have this spot dug up to prove that that's where he is. So, um, yeah, it was just, and I owe it all to, to taking that course. When I was a political science minor and I looked at the course book and I said, oh my God, there's a course in political assassinations. I want to take that. And at the time I was going to school with my buddy, Tom, we were, we were commuting together every day to save money. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to take that course too. And we just dove headfirst into it and everything it was all about. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. What's shaking, playboy? What's going on, Lamone? Just living and loving. So I guess you're not going to be in tomorrow morning, are you? Tomorrow morning? I'll be here. I thought you were supposed to be going, uh, what was that last week? I don't know. Or you, I you no, I'm going to be I'm gonna be off this Monday. I'll be here, but um, uh, we're going to have Jack Spillane fill in. We have our new news person starting on Monday, so I'm going to be uh, training her in the newsroom on Monday morning. Who's the new lady? The one who's taking out who does it in between? No, since... And Skyler's gone. Well, Skyler is. I don't know what's going on with Skyler. I, you know, it's been all the other, um, all the other um, meteorologists over at ABC Six. I thought she was just on vacation, but I don't know. But uh, no, we're going to have Ariel is going to be joining us on Monday. Everybody will get to meet her on Monday. These sound like these. All of them sound like Disney princesses. Adam, <laughs> you know, you know, all they all sound like Disney princesses. No, Ad, Adam was the prince on He Man. Oh, well, that, yeah, Prince Adam, yeah. You know, King Adam wasn't a prince of, I don't know. That was Gringer's name, wasn't it? Um, that's the cat. I'm tripping. Yeah, so yeah, my memory's there sometimes. Yeah, I hate I feel you on that. I'm the same way. So, um, did you, you know, there's a good, a good uh, movie. It's a good, it's a book by Arthur C. Clarke. I would suggest, uh, well, it was on the sci-fi channel. It was a three-part movie. And if you see this movie, you'll be, it'll give you, it's, it's really chilling. It has really, really quick, like, uh, when you want to say, like, invite Shyamalan kind of twist to it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's called Childhood End. Have you ever read that book or, or heard of it? No. Arthur C. Clarke? You want to talk about something that I'm right there just talk about, but when I saw that, I, I read part of the book when I'm back in the, back in the 80s when I was younger. But I, I saw the, uh, miniseries, a three-part miniseries on, on Sci-Fi Channel a couple years back, and I've been like, I, I got this time right now. I got goosebumps just popping on my arms because there's certain, certain part they look at it and they're like, oh, that's so biblical, and oh, I don't want to go there, but I'm going to leave it at that. If you guys watch it, if you you you, you, you have a chance to watch it this weekend, Uh no, probably not this weekend. 
curses. I didn't think so. You could be so busy doing your, your five mile uh jock. You know, did you, and that's Sunday, right? Uh Sunday, yeah, we'll be doing the uh the five K and Saturday I'm gonna be working a, a remote with Fun One O Seven and all kinds of things going on. And then going to Chowder Fest after that, so all kinds of things going on. Is, is, you like clam? Is, have you tried other kind of cl- ch- chowder besides clam chowder? Oh yeah, I love corn chowder. I love uh, chicken corn chowder, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, my favorite chowder. And people are gonna, people can call up and, and and yell at me if they want. I prefer haddock chowder to clam chowder. Mm. It's been a while since I had haddock, but that's what they that's what they were using, like the the uh, fish sticks, the Gordon fish sticks. Those that's what they were using haddock. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, this was a years back. I don't know if they use it now. They were using this back. I want to no, say now they probably use tilapia and all that, all that cheaper fish. Yeah, because I know they were doing tilapia. Is, is nice. It's kind of it's, it's kind of like tuna. Yeah, and, well, and here here it's pretty. It's here tilapia is probably the cheapest fish that you can get, and then I think from there it's probably cod, and then haddock is a step up after that. What about like the lampreys? I don't know what that is. You, they look like eels, and they or like with a suction cup on the end of, for the mouth. They look like you know, kind of like leeches and eels, kind of like you know the lampreys. Oh, you don't know? Not lem- think, not not in a shell. No, they're no, no. They're just like they're like they're like 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 eels. Look like. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think we have those around here. We, you know, what I had recently is limpets. Have you ever had limpets? No, but I remember his movie. The yeah, The Incredible Mr. Limpet. I had no yeah. idea that a limpet was an actual sea creature. It's a giant sea snail, and they're delicious. Aren't you, are they, aren't they, and like, you know, the Middle East, if this snail is prepared correctly, how you, how long ago was that? Did you have that? Uh, maybe about six months, maybe a year ago. I don't know. I had them at, uh, at, a, at a Portuguese restaurant here. They call them lapish. Oh, yeah, Portuguese gets get the grub on. But what about that, uh, that place, uh, the Phoenix uh, restaurant we're talking about. In yeah, Germany. just another Phoenix. Is is it? Are, are the plates big? I know you. I've heard or I've noticed how sometimes you talk about food lately. You don't have that that spark or that that excitement for it like you used to have. Oh, I still do. Don't worry. I still I still love food. I was showing. I went to a. a, a awake the other day with my parents and I was leaning over and showing my dad pictures of the prime rib that I had a couple weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> like in the middle of the somber occasion, I'm like, dad, you got to see this prime rib. What do you say? Mm, let's go, son. Let's he, leave him here. He just, he just looked at it and laughed. And I was like, the picture doesn't do it justice. I was like, it's actually the size of mom's purse. Oh, and mom's at the age where she had a big purse, one of those big buffet purses. I would make a suggestion to any gentleman out there if they're looking for a, a woman you know, I don't. If if your girl does, she doesn't have a buffet purse, don't bother. You know, that's not that's not wifey material. Like I said, you get a buffet purse having babe. Those are the kind of women you've got to be good to keep. Like I said, they're ready for everything. Like, oh, you need a band aid. Oh, and here's one of these uh these Werther's Werther originals. Oh, that's always stuck at the bottom of the purse with them. I, I, I turned to my mom at one point because I had a little tag on my tie that I wanted to cut off, and I said, "Do you have uh, do you have scissors in that thing?" And she's like, "No, I don't." And then she's like, "Actually, maybe. Hold on." And then like dives in, and a half an hour later, she comes back out of the bag and says, "No, I don't think I have them, but I do have you know." And she gave me like I don't know nail clippers or something. Good, good. that's what I'm saying, mom. I'd like to I like that meet your parents. Like I said, if if I, hopefully I'll be out there visiting. I'm trying to get you to come here first, but I don't know. 
Well, so if, you, if, I do if you come out here, breakfast at Just Another Phoenix on me. And you know I'm going to be eating for two these days when I come to visit you. <laughs> That's yeah. all right, because I'm, I'm eating for half, so it'll all balance oh. out. Well, I guess, yeah, like, I'll be like, maybe you could roll me out to the car afterwards. Are the plates big? You know, tell me. Oh, yeah, big portions at Just Another Phoenix. Yep, we'll go there. Then we'll head over to, uh, we'll get you some of those uh, limpet soup for you to try. You know, some of the, mm. the great Portuguese food we have around here. I'll take you to Alianza. You can have some of their uh, octopus. I'm not too I'm not too fond of the octopus, you know, octopi, you know, like you know. But if, there's other things we might like to eat out there, you know. I mean, it's me. I mean, talking about me and my hunger, like I said, but I said we eat like that. So I don't know. But like I said, I've I've eaten things that I wouldn't. I've done things I wouldn't admit to doing so. But I'm not eating too many things I wouldn't admit to eating so. Like you know, like 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 those things. Look, oh, they look like the pods from um from a uh, uh, invasion of the body snatcher. You know the little oh yeah yeah uh, the little cabbage things on my line yeah and the you saute is there, is there, you saute those pod people up with a little salt pepper and oil they taste just like Brussels sprouts oh okay. oh that was delicious can you remember the the first one was the great great one okay the invasion of body Sedge. but the second one in the seventy six that was off the hook you remember like that dog when that dog was sleeping with that homeless guy uh, is that the is that the Donald Sutherland one. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, that was off the that was Leonard, Leonard Nimoy was in there also too. And, and okay. we got an app chat message, Lamone. Uncle Ken says, "Childhood's End" is also a great song by Pink Floyd. Oh yeah, it is. That that's where it came from. That's where the the, the title came from. From that song, from that that book. Um, did you know? Guess guess what happened? Oh yes, uh, yesterday. Um, uh, you know, uh, I was supposed to be interviewing a uh, Harrison Ford for for his, the movie comes up to premiere. He'll have nine minutes to interview him, but he he didn't come, so I only got four minutes. Well, I told him my sister wanted to meet him, so he sent me sent her an autograph eight by ten. So I'm going to get it to her sometime today. So. Very nice, yeah. And so that he said, yes, I apologize for not coming, and if I if we do a premiere and next time, I'll make sure I'll come there personally. And get, Sign whatever you want. Well, I don't know if he still does, but he used to have a house uh, here locally uh, in Westport, a couple towns over from where we are now, and he had a, a place out there with um, Calista Flockhart. They, they still got a place in like Los California. That's like near, um, you know, like what you know how uh, I told you, uh, uh, what's his face, uh, Danny Wahlberg moved here to Vegas with the family and stuff. They mm -hmm. came to see a couple of movies earlier this year. Yeah, so he sold his house. And he, he was talking about, before he, he sold his house, he was talking about, yeah, I might try to get a spot in Hawaii. And so he sold his house for $16 million just Oof. this weekend. And so I'm thinking, is that the money he's going to put towards a house in Hawaii? All of a sudden, that might be clear to be made. That you know, He told me just months ago that he was going to try to get a spot in Hawaii. Yeah, so maybe. That's, that's, does that seem so all all of a sudden like, ah. Yeah, a little, little, little coincidental. I'm just going to hold you there, Lamont, because i got to take a break. Are you you have a good day and and let's hope that uh you guys have better luck. Maybe the spirit of uh Tom Brady will possess you guys a quarterback to make things a little better for you guys. You know, hey, we, Patriots got a win last week, so they could and get I another like, one this week. So, like 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 for real, we could use Roger Starbuck spirit in, in Dak Prescott. Jeez, heaven <laughs> forbid, you know, I was a cowboy. No, that was kind of a bad way. It went. At least we did have Denver's problems. Boy, Vey, that's 70 to 20. Yeah, that's, that's, it's not fun being on the sore side of that score. But I, I won on the over and the side on that, so that was pretty good. There you go. And Worked so, out yeah. for you. You can you can buy a house next to Donnie Wahlberg in Hawaii. 
I don't know, I'll, maybe Hawaii, but I wouldn't want to live next to Danny Wahlberg because that's in, you know, <laughs> all that appealing about Marky Mark's brother. There you Marky go. Mark, that's who was Marky Mark, not, not Danny. His, yeah, Marky Mark, yeah. So, yeah, that's not, then that appealing to me about him. All right, well, you, uh, you have a good day out there, and uh, we'll talk to you later. God bless you. If you could take some pictures of the plate size. I like the big plate. I like a lot. And I'm a carnivore, so I like in my grub on lots of meat, like sausage. Oh, check, oh. Out my, check out my Instagram. I know I got some photos from just another Phoenix on there. Uh, I'll, you come here, I'll take you the, I would say the heart attack, heart attack grill, but it's a little big that you want to enjoy it as much as you as, be thought about doing it in the past. Oh, I'll, know, I'll like, still enjoy it. I just want to enjoy as much of it. That's all. All right, Lamone, well, you, you have a good day. Take it easy. All right, that is Lamone in Las Vegas. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a few moments. Um. If you want to call in and chime in, and we also can take your app chat messages on the WBSM app. And we got a app chat message from Carol Ann in Asona who says, you need, a new, uh, you need to have a new segment, Dating Advice with Lamone. Segment one, get you a woman with a buffet purse. And uh, yeah, <laughs> when, when he started off with that, uh, you, know, you always got to be careful with the Lamone story where, where it might end up. But uh, that one went in a, in a suitable for work safe for family listening direction. But the idea, you know, a buffet purse, if you're not sure what he means, he means like you go to the buffet and they can throw some extra stuff in there, make a little take-home doggy bag out of the purse. I remember because when I was in college, as I mentioned before, you know, I the first year I went to school, I commuted with my friend Tom. We went together every day. Um, I didn't have a car that I felt could make it from Wareham to Dartmouth every day. Uh, so he drove. And when it came time for, you know, leaving to go to lunch, we would go pretty much where Tom wanted to go. I mean, he was driving. It was his choice. And I just was like, sure, I'll go along for the ride. I don't think I ever ate at school. I don't think I ever ate in the campus center cafeteria, whatever. I don't know. What you want to call? It. I don't think I ever ate there, so I would either bring something and eat it in one of the alcove little lounges in the buildings, or outside, or we would go somewhere. And Tom liked to go. We, we would try a bunch of different places. We would go to the Buttonwood Grill. He liked going there because he could get a ham scramble there. But he one day was like, "Let's go to Old Country Buffet." Sure, why not? So we went there for lunch, and he realized that he can have something different every day going to the same place. And Tom is a creature of habit. He 
we used to call him Old Man Child because his last name was Child, but we used to call him Old Man Child because he was like an old man, even as a teenager. And he liked routine and he liked to have structure. And so it quickly turned into we went there every day for lunch. And I get it. You know, like I get why people go there. The same reason some people go to the same diner every day to eat. You know, there's different things that you can pick. It was We were able to budget so we knew how much lunch was going to cost every day, which I think at that time was $9. And we each left a $2 tip, so we knew we were going to eat for $11. So you're looking at 55 bucks a week for lunch. I mean, that's one day's lunch for some people these days. So we had it all figured out, and we, we started just going there every day. And you would see the women that would come in, the older women, and I don't mean to be sexist about it, but it was older women, or ageist, really, but it was older women that would come in with those buffet purses. And what they would do is they would come in, they would eat their lunch, but then they would also sneak some food into their bag to take home, and that would be their dinner. And I asked, we used to have the same person every day that would come over and clear our tables. We, I forget her name. She had brown hair. But we, we liked her and she liked us and she would come over and take us every day. You know, we should make sure she sat us on her section. And so we said to her, like, you guys are aware of that? And she's like, yeah, we, are. we all know what happens. But what are, what are you going to do? They come in, they pay for the same amount of food as they get a senior discount. But... You know, they, they still pay for it. And what they eat never equals, you know, what they pay. They're coming and they're getting one little plate and that's it. And they're still paying, you know, seven, eight bucks for it. So if they take a few extra things, it doesn't bother anybody. But one day there was a lady who went up and they had, remember those rolls they had at Old Country Buffet? They were on like a sheet. And sometimes the, the cooks would break them up and put them out there like all broken up and you could take an individual one. But sometimes they were still kind of together and you had to like pull it off from the rest of them. This woman went up there and took probably half the tray back to her table and wrapped them all up in napkins and put them into her bag. I was like, those are going to get stale before you eat all those rolls. But it was just, we were sitting there watching it, Tom and I, and we're just like, how many is she going to be able to, she got, she got more, she put more in there? She put more rolls in there? And I'm sure that was in addition to grabbing some other things, because if you're going to, if you're taking rolls, you're probably taking other food, right? That's not all you're going to take, unless you're going to go feed the ducks. But if you're going to go feed the ducks, you probably say, hey, do you have any old rolls back there I can take to go feed the ducks? I don't I don't know what she was doing with all those rolls, but it was impressive to watch her load them all into that buffet purse. So when Lamone mentioned that, I knew exactly what he was talking about. And I pictured all of that in my head all over again. And, you know, that was that was the daily lunchtime at Old Country Buffet. My freshman year of college, it was a bunch of older folks and then Tom and I. And we probably 
I probably gain a lot of the weight that I've been fighting off here just by going there. You know, I didn't, it didn't pig out every day, but it wasn't, it wasn't the healthiest food to be eating each day. 508-996-0500. You can also hit us up on app chat on the WBSM app. Uh, maybe, maybe you're one of those people that, uh, that was sneaking home food from the old country buffet. When it closed down, Gazelle from Fun 107 and I went over and filmed the video and it's still one of our favorite things that we've ever done here. We we made up a little poem on the spot to express our feelings and we put that video out there and it still surfaces every now and then. There are people who make videos out there, like video content where they'll do like a, do you remember Old Country Buffet video? And then they take like a clip of our <laughs> video and put it in there. So we keep going viral for this dumb little thing that we did a few years ago. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. You brought back a memory <clears throat> when my parents were younger. They didn't go out that much, but I remember them going to an all-you-can-eat buffet called Custy's. I've heard about it, but I, I don't know about it. I don't think it exists anymore, but I could be wrong. But they would go with my father's um, sister and her husband and maybe a couple of other people. But it was the kind of place where you went and you weren't allowed to take food out. So my mom, being the creative person she was, would stick a couple of oranges in pockets. And it was funny because it's not as if like we could af- couldn't afford the orange. It was kind of like the thrill of it for my mom. I just remember her telling me that and thinking, oh, my gosh, she's losing it. But she wasn't. She just liked that. She liked living on the edge. So I, I think that, you know, stories like that, we, we file them in the back of our minds. And, we you know, when, you, when they pop back into your brain, you're glad to have those memories. And that's why I talk about these kind of things. A lot of people are like, why is Tim rambling on about Old Country Buffet? But... Think about how many people just had memories sparked by that, you know? Oh, I think it's wonderful. I think you're doing a great job. I, en- I enjoy it. You put a smile on my face. Well, thank and, you. Uh, and I think the world needs more of that. And we probably need some more old country buffets, but unfortunately, they've gone the way of the dodo. <laughs> true, true. But, you know, something um, like I have friends who've been on cruises, and that doesn't appeal to me because it sounds like you can eat all the time on a cruise. Oh, yes, you can. And I don't know if I'd have the the willpower to like say no all the time, but um, it just I would rather go someplace, have like a place to stay, you know, a hotel or a cabin or whatever, and then just walk during the day and see things. The idea of being on a floating boat, and then I always think of the is it the norovirus? Yeah, I mean you, they they do a lot. Like, they you know? do a lot to try to combat viruses, right? right. Um, but. I've, I've been on three cruises and I love them. I, I, I'm hoping to go on one next year. I think really? that they're so much fun. And there's, you know, like I was doing Boston to Bermuda. I've done that one a couple of times. And that is great because you're out at sea for three days, but then you get into port for a couple of days and then you're just back at sea for three days. And those days you're at sea, you're not even really thinking about the fact that you're, you know, stuck there because there's so much to do on the ship, whether it be swimming in the pool or going to the casino or going to see a show or, but yeah, you're right. The food is there pretty much all the time. There's, they have, um, I was going on, um, Norwegian cruises and they had a, they had a Rodizio, like a, like a Brazilian grill. They Mm -hmm. had one of those. They had a sushi place. Those were a little bit of an upcharge. You had to pay a little extra for those, but the regular restaurants, I mean, you could, 
you could go into the buffet. You could go into, they had a fancy dining room. They had all these different places you can go. And then they had a place that was open 24 hours that had like pub food. So right. there's always food available, but you know, you just, you, you eat when you're hungry and then you go and do other things. But I probably did visit the soft serve ice cream machine that was on all the time, probably a little bit more than I should have. My kids loved that at the steakhouse that was on Route 6. I can't think of the name of it. Uh, Ponderosa? Um, yeah, Ponderosa. Was that like near Tucker Road? Yeah, that was over where like the tuck shop was. and. Yep, yep. Yeah, they used to love that. They used to just like go to that soft serve ice cream. And it was like, ugh. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for soft serve, so. No, I'm I'm a hard ice cream girl. Well, they had that too on the ship too. You just had to, that was only available certain times a day, but the soft serve machine was always on. So, you know, mm -hmm. it'd be three o'clock in the morning. I'd turn to my, my bunk mate, John. I'd be like, Hey John, what? Going down to get a soft serve. You want anything? Like, it's three o'clock in well, the morning. I haven't been on a cruise, but my clothes, some of my clothes have been on a cruise. My friend borrowed some clothing and she took that on her cruise. So I feel like at least they've yeah, they've been, been part of the world. They've been world traveled. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right. Okay, take care. All right, have a good day. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hi, hi Tim. How you doing? Okay. Uh, yeah, no, no uh, reference to that lady that called about Custies. No, Custies isn't there anymore. It's, it, it used to be in Rhode Island. I, went, I used to go down there that it was like seventeen dollars or something. All you could eat. Uh, it burnt. It burnt down. Uh, I don't know, fifteen, twenty years ago. You know, I and, uh, I first heard about it just a couple of days ago. One of the one of my coworkers, Bob, mentioned it. He's he's a Rhode Island guy, oh, and he brought it oh, up. Really? So oh. that's that's twice in like maybe the course of a week, week and a half that somebody brought it up. That's something. Yeah, yeah. I used to love that place. All you could eat and stuff, man. They lost. Big money on me, <laughs> but any, but anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. I I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed political assassinations. Uh, yeah, I graduated from there. Uh, I think I took that back in nineteen eighty nine or something, nineteen ninety something like that with Bill Melanson. Mm -hmm. That was a good course. Then he brought it back up when I had to. I took abnormal, abnormal, uh, no personality service with uh, with Bob Palatroni, with Bob Palatroni and Jim Riley before he died. That was interesting. They brought that back up, and yeah, I took I took abnormal psych, but I can't remember the teacher. He was a he had a a beard. I remember that much. I think that was the uh, Paul, that might have been Paul Donnelly. That sounds that sounds like yeah. it might have been him. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Darnley, He was a big, tall, thin guy. Yeah. And then uh, I I I took um, I took a lot of courses there that that stuck with me. But one of my favorite professors, uh, I was in you know I was an English major. So one of my pa favorite professors was uh, Jim Bobrick, who taught oh, ancient to world Renaissance lit and I, Shakespeare. I never had him. I had. Uh, Professor Joe Shanti history with the Renaissance and everything. That was really nice. Yeah, there was there were some really good professors there when I was there. I was I was there. And, in, I started in '96, so probably not that long after you. 
Yeah, I graduated in 91, so, yeah. So we probably had a lot of the same professors. Yeah, because uh, my best professor was in psychology. He passed away of throat cancer. That was Bob Palatroni. Before you before you ever got there, he was he was awesome. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed your your uh, your education there. Yeah, I I really enjoyed uh, taking the class with the with the Melanson. Well, uh, thanks for helping us keep his memory alive. You have a great day. Okay, you too. Take Bye. care. And I will uh, get to these other calls. I just got to take a quick break. We'll be back in a few moments. Yeah. Welcome back in. And we're going to get right back into the phone calls in just a moment. But before we do that, you know, today's a nice day, right? It's a nice day to get out there and take a look around your house. Take a look at the outside of your house and see what you see. See how it appeals, uh, see how it appears to you and see if it appeals to you. You know, you get so used to seeing your home. And the way that it looks all the time that you might not be thinking about how it could look. Take a look at some of those windows. Do you think that maybe they need some upgrading? Take a look at those entryway doors. Would you like to have something a little bit fancier? Take a look at your roof. Are you seeing any fading or any missing shingles or anything like that? If any of those things pop into your mind, well, then you want to call Precision Window and Kitchen in New Bedford. They can come down and they can take a look at your home. They can give you a free estimate of what it would cost to make some changes, and they can help you have the home that you're envisioning in your mind. And maybe maybe there's nothing wrong with the windows or the doors that you have, but you just want to have something a little bit fresh, a little bit of an updated look. They can do that too. They can do a full kitchen remodel. They can do a full bath remodel. They can do everything from replacing your entire roof to putting vinyl siding on your home to just fixing a busted screen in one of your windows. Whatever it is, no job is too big, no job is too small, and that's what I like about Precision is they don't treat one job any different than any other. If you need a screen replaced or a, a busted pane of glass repaired, you are just as important to them as the person that is getting an entire roof replacement or a full kitchen remodel. That's the Precision Window and Kitchen way. They've been doing it for a long time. They're going to keep doing it for a long time, and they're going to do it better than anybody. So reach out to them. You can stop by their showroom at 1111 of Avenue. Go and talk to them. Joe and Ryan, everybody over there, they will talk with you, and they will sit down with you, and they will discuss what it is that you're thinking. They don't have any judgment. They don't. If you, you want to do something crazy with your house, they're going to help you do it. It's all right if you want to have a, you know, a purple roof and, you know, some uh, aquamarine vinyl siding on it. Whatever it is that you want. It's your home. But also they can give you a lot of sage advice because they've seen it all. They've done it all. You can also go to their website, precisionwindowandkitchen.com. And that's where you can also sign up to get that free estimate as well. So check them out, Precision Window and Kitchen in New Bedford. Our number, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Ken Gilly Saffield. How you doing, Gilly? Yeah, your conversation with, um, you know, uh, buffets, but I'll talk about that in a second. When are you going to have Linda Morad and whoever she brings with her on, on your program again? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Can you ask her a question for me? Sure. Question is, she has asked every city council to go on the program with her. She's never asked Ian Hebrew. Can I know why? Um, I don't think every counselor has uh, come on. Counselor Baptiste hasn't come on. 
I'll tell you why. Since you brought it up, I wasn't going to bring it up. I asked him at the, the meeting Tuesday. Okay, since you, I wasn't going to say this, but I asked him. See, he has been asked. Who, which uh, which which counselor are you referring to? Councilor Baptiste or Councilor Abreu? No, Councilor Baptiste. Okay. And his reply to me was, he doesn't want to go in WBSF. Okay. He's been asked by Glenda, but she hasn't asked Ian, and I asked Ian. He ever asked you to go on there, and he has said no. And he said, "I go on my, I go on the programs by myself." Why she asked everybody except me and the guy that gets the number one uh, vote get him? I mean, it may, it may be just that. It may be because he he makes frequent appearances here on his own. No, 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 no. Come on, he, uh, Tim. Please, I want to get back to the buffet in a minute, but let me finish with this. He hasn't been asked by her, and they keep saying there's no dissension on that city council. They have blackballed Ian because Ian is his own man. He doesn't follow. Okay? Now, get back to the buffet. So I, I do my homework before I call you guys. You know that. Mm -hmm. Okay? See, it asked everybody, and I didn't want to bring what Patisha said to me. You know, Derek. That's his response. But let's get back to the buffet. I want to know if everybody, anybody remembers the restaurant that was on the bridge where you could eat the peanuts and throw them on the floor and all that years ago. There was a lady there that used to go with a big bag only because you guys brought that up. She used to have a big plastic bag inside that bag, nothing else but a plastic <laughs> bag. And they had the, and they had to peel and eat shrimp. Mm -hmm. She used to fill her bag up and she got caught. It was all over the news. Oh, wow. Okay, if you look it up, like I said, I do my homework. So if anybody can remember that, it was unbelievable. So that's why when you guys brought it up, it brings, like you said, brings back memories. What was the name of the place? Do you remember? I don't. Know. I I don't want to say a name that I could be off. You know what I mean? So, I but it was it was on the bridge here, like the New Bedford Fairhaven Bridge. Fairhaven Bridge, yeah, yeah, right over there. Was there when this happened? Is it was it in the building that Fathoms is in now, or was it in a different building? No, it wasn't Fathoms. It was a little bit down more. Okay. Well, I'll see yeah. what I can find. I'm sure somebody remembers and they'll call in and let us know. That's all. Yeah, they, she had a big plot. Nothing else in the pocketbook. Only because your boy mentioned it. <laughs> you know, hey, listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna fill up a bag with shrimp, make sure you bring a little side bag that you can put some cocktail sauce in too, because yeah. what good's the shrimp without the cocktail sauce? She, she didn't have nothing else but a big, you know, like the storage bag, the plastic ones. And <laughs> And it was all over the news, but they used to throw the peanuts uh, shells on the ground. They used to give you peanut shells. Yeah, they can't do that anymore in restaurants because people have peanut allergies. But uh, I remember those days. Durgan Park used to be able to do that too, yeah. But, but my, ask that question. Why she hasn't asked Ian? Does mm -hmm. the guy that's number one get her? All right, we'll find out tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. All right, callers, hang on, because uh, I do have to take a break here. And when we come back on the other side of the news, we're going to be talking with Dr. John Podkawa about the upcoming Nicole Podkawa 5K happening Sunday here in Fairhaven at the South Coast Health Facility. We're going to talk about the money that gets raised and how it goes to help families in their battle against cancer. And uh, we'll have open phone lines the rest of the morning at 508-996-0500 so that you can chime in on this, because I know people have a lot that they want to say. Uh, about this. I'm getting a lot of app chat messages. We'll work in there as well. So uh, I'll take a break and we'll be back in a few moments. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.